0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good morning, everybody. Maybe a thumbs up if the sound sounds okay. Great. So we'll get started. Maybe we'll we'll wait another minute or so, just so people who are just coming on can settle, but take a little time in your own way and... Do your best to connect with our community here in our online space. We have to actively sense into our community in a way that we don't when we're walking into the space together and we feel in a very visceral sense that quality of community. Well, it's different with our online format, so find a way to realize you're not all alone. I think this is especially important for us human beings, social beings, um, almost a year into our pandemic experience, where some people especially who aren't living in large households. Um, yeah. And then just in terms of our spiritual practice, there's so much momentum we get in a way, it's like a grace. Just being around other people with similar values and interests. And do your best to settle into a comfortable posture. Some of you, probably when you were young, your parents made you dress up before you went to the synagogue or the mosque or the church or, you know, whatever it was for you as a child. And, uh, in our Western Buddhist centers, you know, there's, some people may dress up, but generally people aren't so into putting on their coat and tie or dress or whatever it might be for you. But there is something about um, bringing a sense of importance and even sacredness to this activity, even though you may be sitting on the couch that you watch TV or, you know, sitting on your bed that you spend eight hours a night sleeping on. <clears throat> it's good to just have a sense of um, why human beings have been building temples and churches and cathedrals and mosques. And, and I know some of that's neurotic, but some of it's really uh, just a, a valuing that this work has real importance. And for us Buddhist practitioners who, you know, especially here in the West, we have a real practical down to earth orientation, at least I'd like to think so, and hopefully at common ground. But that doesn't mean the activity of sitting and gathering like this isn't really important and sacred. And so we have this, you know, even if your body's 94 years old or if you're a young one. But one way or another, with how we're composing our mind and body right now, that composure, that uprightness, whatever that might look like in our body, that's how we, in a more concrete or visceral way, that's how we express our appreciation, our gratitude, our valuing, of this work and practice that we do. And a couple weeks ago I reviewed the refuges and precepts and I reminded folks, you know, just encouraging people to do it in a, not necessarily in a formal way, unless that's what really works for you, but to take one or two minutes at the beginning of a sit and just to review and contemplate the refuges and precepts. So I'm going to do that out loud in a way that I might do it, and you could just follow along and do your own silent riffs on what you hear me saying. But just to give you an example about how you might bring those refuges and precepts to mind in a way that's really helpful to you. So first and foremost having an honest, intimate, and open way of being with the body and with this life here. And in the context of being present with this life, this mind and body, I remember that I deeply value Buddha, take refuge in Buddha, which means to be Intimate and awake. And why am I intimate and awake? What do I aspire to be intimate and awake with? Dhamma, the way it is right now. This activity of the present moment, this activity of the mind and body, Buddha being intimate with Dhamma. This is really the essence of what I value, the essence of my practice, all day long, not just when I'm sitting, Buddha, being intimate with Dhamma, wakefulness, waking up to the way that it is right now, the nature of the heart and mind, the nature of this experience. And in doing that, in doing the Buddha and the Dhamma, I come to understand sangha, this third refuge. And sangha really points to this capacity we have to engage the moment, to show up and respond in creative, nimble, skillful, enlightened ways all the difficult twists and turns of our lives, as Sangha as a refuge develops, we just find that no matter how good or how difficult the moment is, the heart knows the way to show up, what to say, what to refrain from saying. Not so much because we have a plan, but rather because Buddha is intimate with Dhamma. We don't have, we don't rely on a fixed view or a fixed idea of who I am or what I should do, how I'm gonna handle a situation. Instead, we're taking refuge in Buddha, being intimate with Dhamma, and trusting Sangha to come out of that intimacy, skillful action, skillful engagement. And to support these three refuges, I undertake the five precepts for lay people, the five mindfulness trainings. I undertake the training to refrain from harming, really deeply valuing non-harming. Knowing it's impossible to be a human being without causing harm, still I deeply value non-harming, in all things, in all ways. Not taking what hasn't been given to me. Just being sensitive about how much is too much. What's my share? And when does taking become greed and stinginess? I undertake the training to refrain from causing harm through my sexual conduct, thought, words, and deeds. I'm not afraid of being a sexual being. It's just part of the territory of being a human being. But I resolve not to cause harm in this area of life. I undertake the training to refrain from using speech in ways that cause harm really aligning as best I can with the truth, but using the truth in a way that's healing for myself and others, speaking the truth when it's needed, when it's helpful, when it's healing, finding the right way, the right time, and always speaking the truth with humility. Perhaps I don't really see and understand everything And the fifth precept, I undertake the training to refrain from intoxicating the mind in ways that lead to carelessness. I know how easy it is to cause harm for myself and others, so I really value clarity. And I'm not going to purposefully diminish the clarity of my mind and heart through the overuse of alcohol or drugs or other intoxicants like media that's not helpful. So we'll begin our practice in a more formal way by establishing this intention to be mindful. Mindfulness is mostly about remembering or remembering that this experience here is being known. We're practicing not forgetting that this experience is being known. be using the Buddha's discourse on mindfulness of breathing now for several weeks, and in that discourse, the first instruction the Buddha gives is to go to a quiet place, compose your body as you sit, and establish mindfulness to the fore. So we're establishing this intention to recognize, to remember this is being known. It's like this now. And we can use the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out without any need to control or judge the way the breath is coming in and going out, but just to be aware of the breathing body. Breathing in is being known, breathing out is being known. Of course, you'll probably find, unless you've already done a lot of training, that when we pay attention to something, there's a habit to feel we need to control what we're paying attention to. So that's why it's a practice. Establishing mindfulness as our primary value right now, just to be remembering that this is being known and to use the training ground of the breath, the physicality of breathing in and breathing out as a place to practice this remembering. Oh yeah, this is being known. Breathing in is being known. Breathing out is being known. And when the mind wanders into thought over and over in a gentle but persistent way with a lot of love begin again, again. Remember, it's really helpful to relax the body and the mind. having established mindfulness to the fore, having connected with our training ground of the breath, the physicality of the breath right here in the body. The Buddha then suggests that we can sharpen the attention in a gentle way by being interested in the length of the breath coming in and the length of the breath going out because it's a very helpful barometer for the settling of the body and mind. Generally, with a more ordinary consciousness, the breath is relatively long. But as the mind and body settle, move towards samadhi, then the breath becomes more refined and shorter, matured in a refined, subtle movement. Now we're not trying to make anything happen. We're just adding to this general sense of breathing in and breathing out a wholesome interest in the length of each inhalation, each exhalation, without trying to control this natural process of breathing. You could also say noticing the movement from a rougher, grosser breath to a more subtle, refined breathing. This is a natural, inevitable process when things settle down. So the Buddha is just inviting us to notice that settling from gross to subtle because the breath will reflect what's going on throughout the body and mind. So we'll continue now with some silence. be willing to begin again and again Whenever there's some momentum, some continuity of present moment awareness, notice the inner pleasure of present moment awareness. The mind not so pushed around by the diversity of experience and instead just knowing this one thing, breathing in, breathing out, There's pleasure in this collectedness of heart and mind. This is a very powerful training to learn how to be interested in something that's ordinary and simple. Don't dismiss the practice because it's so ordinary, ordinary and simple. Simply put, we're learning to seclude the mind, seclude the heart from all the comings and goings of the world by learning how to be interested in something ordinary, breathing in, breathing out, and to notice the settling process by seeing the breath go from being more gross and longer to becoming more and more refined, subtle, and shorter in terms of the length. And right there in the awareness of breathing in and breathing out, sense that subtle pleasure of seclusion We'll continue for another seven minutes or so.